You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Welcome to Healthy AF. Corey and Dave here for a monumental episode, right, Dave? Yeah, um, you know, I always joke that I've been the guest host permanently, and well, it looks like this guest host will be uh, spreading his wings to uh, fly, if you will. Yeah, so we are actually, sadly, bittersweet moment here, um, doing a special episode here for a farewell to Dave. He is moving on to bigger and brighter things, right, Dave? Yeah, I think it's a good way to say it. Uh, after about eight years, I decided it's time to move on and uh, start really focusing on my PhD. And uh, a lot of my passions, as some of you might know, are in the researching and teaching realm, so pursuing some opportunities in those realms as well. Yeah, definitely. So get, tell us just a little bit of background, Dave, some of like what you've done with your schooling and like what you're thinking of, of doing now um, using your education. Yeah, so I think... Uh, about five years ago, I realized that we have a lot of interns that come through. Some good, some not so good. Uh, <laughs> won't, won't name any names, but uh, we've had a lot of interns come through here. And one thing that's always stuck out to me was they always were great at theory and they always understood textbook knowledge, but they never could quite translate it to training. And I realized there's a huge gap especially in a field like exercise science between theory and application. And so all of a sudden it kind of struck me like I could do a lot better job than some of these teachers about bridging that gap. I have the experience. I have the desire to learn. Uh, so in 2016, I, or actually no, 2017, I started my master's with the intent that I would go through and uh, get my PhD. So 2018, I graduated with my master's in science from uh, A.T. Still University. And then in March 2019, started uh, started towards my PhD, and so I got four classes left, and then I just have this tiny little paper called a dissertation. It's not that big. No big deal. deal yeah, right? exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where my education is at, and with the goal that I still kind of want to get into more of a teaching role and at the university level, but also too, I'm starting to realize I'm enjoying the I've been enjoying the research side of things. Yeah, definitely. And you've you've actually been doing adjunct teaching for a while. Oh, yeah. So actually, funny enough, in 2016, that was another thing that made me realize I wanted to keep doing this was uh, I, I graduated from Trinity International University and um, the head of the exercise science department reached out to me if I'd be interested in teaching some of their exercise science classes. And I was like, sure, yeah. And so thanks to Corey and a couple others uh, supporting me, I've been able to do that for the past five years. And realized after that first year just how much I enjoyed it although there were some hiccups with me not yet having my master's and so I realized if I want to keep doing this I probably should get some more education so at least credentially wise get a little more qualified yeah I love it so I figured we could dedicate one episode here to going back and reminiscing a little bit (laughs) and giving people some history Um, especially those who listen to us most of them know both of us pretty well so um, I'll ask the questions, you give the answers. <laughs> all right, sounds so, good. Okay, so take us all the way back. How, eight and a half years ago, mm-hmm. I don't even know how we got connected. 
Uh, so I was getting ready to graduate from Trinity. Uh, I graduated a semester early. You were very skinny. I was super skinny. I was about six one. You don't have near as much. You didn't have near as much muscle. Yeah, I was about six one one sixty. Sopping wet. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a mutual acquaintance. Uh, Aaron Mulligan was a PT tech here. And she was like, you know, I'm at Trinity, and she's like, oh, like, if you want, like, you could reach out to Corey and stuff like that and, like, see if they have anything available. And so I remember looking up Impact at IBGI. You guys had, like, just recently opened. And I sent you a quick uh, email uh, about an opportunity, and you're like, oh, we're not hiring right now, but we could always use some extra help. And so we set up a time for me to come in and come uh, see what you guys were about. And we weren't hiring because it was – just me and then Mike was doing some yeah. part-time baseball lessons. And, so, yeah. of course, I'm like, I, I got to get busy first myself. <laughs> it was very much, I remember my first day here, I came walking in with a polo and khakis, way overdressed. Um, at that time, our professionalism, you know, overall, we, uh, I think Corey was walking around with uh, just his socks on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had the iPads and everything like that. And he's like, oh, you can just, I had a gym bag just in case I needed a change. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can go change in the... Uh, in the locker rooms over there, so I went in and changed and came out. And, and what did I have you change into? Because I don't think we really had uniforms. I just brought shorts and a shirt. Okay, yeah, we just so ragtag kids in yeah. shorts and shirts, training yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah, we're not sure how people ever trusted us. Yeah, we came along. We've come a long way since then. Um, and even then, actually, I remember that first day, like I was talking to Corey, talking to some shop, and I think it was clear that you could tell I knew my stuff. So you had me right away teach one of the kids, like one of the high schoolers, how to deadlift and everything. I was like, okay, a little trial by fire. And then uh, after that, uh, that was in December. And then in January, uh, we were talking back and forth. And I started an internship. Uh, I graduated, living at home in Wheaton and ready to drive an hour to get here to work for free. Yeah. And then I specifically remember I sat down with Mike, you know, one of our other coworkers, and I said, I think you were a couple months into your internship, and I just said, we really need Dave to stay around. We can't run some of the groups and classes without him. I got him doing a ton of stuff. Yeah. And then how long was that into your internship? That was about a month into my internship. I'd say actually probably about a month and a half into my internship. And to be fair, part of my internship was also just locating your iPad. (laughs) Yeah, true. We used to have these programs on iPads, and my iPad was black, and most of the gym has a lot of black equipment and it was easily lost, so that was a great job for you. I'm oh, yeah. sorry that I made you do oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, we used to joke, you know, Dave, where's my iPad? That was my whole internship there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then we we ended up bringing you on in like a part-time capacity, if I recall, yeah. right? Yeah, it was and like then, just get hours and just grow from there. And then when did you end up being full-time? I don't even remember. Oh, shoot. I think it was... I think I was part-time for about a year. I still remember that though, you know, I wasn't too worried living at home with my parents and stuff. Like it was, I think full-time was during that summer, but I still remember even too, like uh, I'm, you know, one of our longtime clients had a baseball game in uh, West Chicago and I remember going there and I remember seeing his mom and everything like that. And this was in the summer after I'd been hired and she's like, so he tells me you're still an intern. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I've been long hired since then. Um, but I think that was, Around that time, I was still part-time. I want to say in the fall, maybe late summer, early fall was when I was full-time, made full-time. It, was, it, was, it wasn't very long that I was part-time. I remember that much. And then your role evolved into what it is now, which is a whole host of things yeah. uh, from 
leading all of our education, directing all of our programming. Um, you oversee a lot of what we do in, in schools and athletics. Um, you oversee a lot of our online stuff, our corporate wellness. And so we've got big shoes to fill. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, even talking to my wife about this, I was like, I feel good about leaving now because we have so many good trainers on staff that I know can, it won't be easy right away, but I know they can fill my shoes. And so I feel good about leaving because I know that there's a lot of great people that we have on, on this bus, if you will. Yeah, I like it. So what would you say has been maybe one or two of your favorite moments since Ooh. you since you started what like sticks <laughs> out in your head wow that's a good question um i would say a big one was my wedding and uh just having at that time all the coworkers that i was working with not just come to the wedding but like the private reception i think that speaks a lot about uh the community we've built around here and just some of the relationships i've built um and then, who? Gotta think of another one. Jeez, there's a lot of them. It's hard to like think of. Just, I remember the wedding. It was a yeah, lot of fun. We had a great time. Uh, probably danced a little too. I remember doing a lot of exercise moves on the dance floor oh, as yeah. trainers oh, we, do. We got some great pictures. You know, it's like of, uh, people like don't know how to dance. I'm like, just act like you're exercising. You know, just you know, move it around. Exactly. I think yeah. the, probably the other day that sticks out. Uh, Mike, I know, remembers this day fondly. Was the day that I actually accepted. Uh, the position of trainer, uh, we had some like sports medicine presentation, and there like it was a really snowy day. No one showed up, and like granted, this was a time when I was living in Wheaton, so I had some buddies at Trinity, and so usually what I'd do if it was really snowy, just so I wouldn't have to make the commute all the way back, was I'd come and like just stay at their place uh, on campus at Trinity, and so we had like all this pizza ready for all these people. No one shows up um, because of the weather. And so we're getting ready to leave, and like Corey and Mike are trying to figure out what to do with these pizzas. And I was like, you know what? I'll take them. <laughs> I'm going to and stay. it was like a, a ton of pizza. Oh yeah, I think I had like 10, 10, car, 10, 10 or fifteen pizzas that I was carrying out with me. And uh, like a true new grad. Exactly. And I had you know the swagger wagon at the time, which I uh, Dave used to drive a minivan. Yep. And Corey does now, so you know we've, it's we've, all come full circle. A little roll reversal, but yeah. yeah. So I remember carrying those out to the swagger wagon and. Uh, I remember I was like kind of laughing at Corey and Mike because they were trying to scrape down their cars. Meanwhile, I just have like the rear view uh, wiper just scraping it down for me and taking care of all that. And then, uh, yeah, so I think those are two big memories. You know, that's the thing about this place is I've been here for eight and a half years. So it, during my 20s, so definitely a very formative time and growing up time in my own life. What would you say was maybe one of your biggest challenges while you were here what really sticks out to you i think honestly a big part for me was getting married while being here created a paradigm shift for me so like when i was single like i had no problem working like these ridiculous like 12 sometimes 14 hour days and i think one of the biggest challenges for, for, for me because i'm kind of someone i like to please people so i don't like to say no was learning I mean, you know, Sarah is now the most important person in my life. So learning how to like set boundaries as best as I could to protect that time with her and like having to like help myself and even like other people just realize the paradigm shift of like, hey, I can't work 12, 14 hour days anymore. I think. So who do you think you needed to have 
that conversation with the most or who did you need to relay that to the most about hey i need better boundaries at work well to your credit it was you but you've since <laughs> gotten you've gotten really good at at least uh mm-hmm. you've gotten a lot better at giving those boundaries uh so one of my uh, funniest memories was I was getting ready, like somehow my PTO worked out where I was like taking like a 10 day vacation. This was right around when we were doing our huge renovation, ripping up the court. And I remember like it was the first day of that like t- time off and Corey calls me and it's late at night. He's like, Dave, I'm sorry to be calling you. And I just hear Jenna in the background, apologize to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. What did, I don't even know what I called you about. It was something about equipment. I think like one of the people we were going through wasn't like cooperating with us or something like that yeah of course i needed you right yeah it's uh i always need you when you're not here it's true it's true yeah uh, i think the the trip that i got engaged on i remember one time there was something going on with youtube and Corey and i have tried a lot of different marketing things and Corey like texted me like dave stop being on vacation i need you <laughs> yeah get back here well i think one of the reasons our our combo worked really well. I'm the youngest in my family. I'm very used to people taking care of me and helping me and being there for me. And you are like the ultimate support helper. You are, in your words, a stopgap. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you're able to plug all those little holes. And I think one of the funny things is initially, before. When we, when we kind of were ramping up here and this was in its infancy, um, we really didn't have any administrative help. So I sort of made Dave like the front desk person plus the social media manager plus, plus the program writer plus the person who runs all the groups and things that I didn't want to run. <laughs> and even too, I remember at that time, my whole philosophy was do everything so that way they can't get rid of you because <laughs> the minute they lose me. Uh, so yeah so and then over time that's evolved and narrowed down to you know where where I finished at was there ever a time where you were really upset with me or the other team that you just wanted to like knock us out I mean Dave's pretty chill by the way you know if you hadn't picked up by now so I'm just wondering if there's ever a time where you just were like "Mm." I think honestly some of the biggest times was like cleaning up after you guys on the turf sometimes <laughs> we still we still all work on that but I was, i'm one of those people i'm very like so Corey is interestingly very detail oriented when it comes to cleaning so it's like i'll put stuff away and like i'll be very organized on that side but then all of a sudden Corey's going to go underneath the treadmill and find dust under the treadmill and i'm just like Corey, who goes under there but <laughs> There's so many times where it's like, I'd be like the last one on this, or like I'd come in on like a Saturday and everything and the turf just all was all over the place. I'm like, oh, these guys, like I have to clean up, can make this look nice before my clients get here. Um, but I think that was probably some of the biggest frustration. Yeah. Okay, what about special shout outs? Like what, what staff or clients are we giving special shout outs to? Who makes the top of the list? Oh Dave? man, I'm going to keep it at staff just because I don't want clients to get jealous with each other or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but you know, some of the people like, you know, obviously you and Mike, I've known for about eight and a half years. Mike will always bring this up. The day, the week, the month that I met Sarah happened to be No Shave November. And before me and her actually started going out, Mike and I had made a promise that we were going to go all the way through November and not shave. Well, <laughs> two weeks in, I set up a date, and you know I had to shave, and so well one thing led to another, uh, and I shaved. And uh, you know, seven years later, I'm married, happily married to Sarah, 
Um, but then, yeah, you, um, you know, Kenny's kind of like, honestly, he's a little brother to me. Um, you might want to keep an eye on him this next couple of weeks. He seems to be taking this very hard. Uh, and even too, just like, you know, ours, we have some, so much great staff. Uh, but I'd say probably you three are probably the OGs, probably the ones that I started with. Um, Kenny and I had that bond that we both started as interns and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Who was your first private client? I want to say, so I tried to finagle this. I was talking to him earlier. So, uh, Will Singer was Will my Singer. first private client. Um, and honestly, I kind of became like, the brother they didn't have like the older brother like i kid you not like i remember i dog sat for them for a long time uh they uh they were came to my wedding and everything like that will singer was the first bar mitzvah that i ever went to also the only bar mitzvah i ever went to um that was a funny story because at that time i was living in wheaton and i remember that i had to go buy a bar mitzvah card and i go to wheaton and wheaton is to christianity like holland park is to judaism and it took me forever to actually find a bar mitzvah card. <laughs> it was literally like finding a needle in a haystack. Um, but yeah, he was my first client. And so we were texting this week. He had to work tomorrow. But I was like, hey, man, we could book in this. You could be my last client that I ever work with. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't work out. But yeah, he was. I think he was my first actual official client. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shout out to the Singer family. They've been here a long time. And we've worked with them. So that's awesome. Um, what do you think well I had this this question of do you think that you will continue to personally train people in any capacity I think in the long run I do hope to do that um, just with you know I kind of want to stay in touch I don't want to be like on that ivory tower um, that you see a lot of times that ha happens in academia where there's a lot of people making these decisions or coming out with this research that don't have any skin in the game um, but at the same time, I think right now as I'm finishing up my PhD and pursuing like different teaching and opportunities and everything like that, I think right now it's going to kind of be a little bit of a break. Um, I'll probably still write programs for Kenny um, and then programs for myself. But right now, just really focus on getting through school and finishing this, uh, getting to the finish line on there. What is one thing that you used to do a lot early on in your training career? that now you since have reevaluated and changed or shifted or made better or you look back and you're like, oh, I can't believe I used to do that. Oh man, I'd say probably one of the biggest ones was uh, the FMS. You know, I, I've created this whole assessment process around the FMS. I read this textbook and everything. It stands for the functional movement screen. And I've since, and even too, like I remember one time Kenny brought me this article, like when he was an intern, talking about how like the FM, like wanted my thoughts about like how the FMS didn't work, and I like defended it and everything. And now looking back, I'm like, man, it wasn't like a great screen or anything like that. Um, it, like it was helpful for at the time, it was a good value add, and like it, and we thought we knew what we were doing, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, no, that wasn't all. I, all I cracked it up to be. Um, I think the other thing too for me is just. I used to swear by having everybody deadlift and hinge to the point where I think I even remember telling Corey one time, like when I pick up cones off the ground, I practice hinging and push my butt back <laughs> to pick up these cones just to practice that movement. And uh, I don't really do that much anymore. I realize, you know, it's a little bit more efficient just to go ahead and pick it up, if, especially if it's not like super heavy. What's your number one piece of fitness advice for people? 
So, you know, one of the things I really want to do my dissertation on is behavior and what, what makes people habitual when it comes to exercise. And so my number one piece of advice is that there's no such thing as the perfect program. There's no such thing as the perfect trainer. The most important thing is consistency. You want to make sure that you do, you work out on a regular basis. Um, I think there's, there's research that's come out that's shown that there's a very minimum effective dose to reduce the risk of all-cause mortality. One to two times a week, 30 to 60 minutes at a time of moderate to vigorous exercise will go a long way in helping reduce all-cause mortality. So my biggest piece of advice is the most important set and rep scheme, I got this from Tony Gentilcore, is three by 52. Three days a week, 52 weeks a year. I like that. Good stuff. Yeah, we get we get into all these details a lot of times, and sometimes we miss the bigger picture, right? Absolutely. Of just creating the habits and sticking to it. Yeah. Um, well, I can I can say you know on behalf of myself and the staff, um, just a sincere thank you for all that you've done for us, um, for your influence, um, whether the people listening here or the clients know it or not, they're programming their exercise um, their fitness development was impacted by you in some way shape you know in some form um, and and that's because um, in large part just your influence um, not just directly with clients but on our team mm. you know I think about the way um, I reflect back to kind of this moment I was probably when you hit maybe, um, your third or fourth year um, where I started to realize, wow, you're actually a hell of a lot smarter than I am when it comes <laughs> to like mechanics and exercise and the details of this. And then I think by year, like year five, it was like solidified in my head where I'm like, oh, like Dave's kind of the expert. But it was a real relief for me because I was more concerned with um, – client-facing interaction, customer service, and I needed someone who was going to keep us um, at the top of our game in terms of science, which is a huge value for us and our tie-in with Illinois Bone and Joint. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just on behalf of myself, the staff, all the clients, thank you for everything that you've invested, everything that you've put into this place, the blood, sweat, tears, the late nights, the weekends. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dave worked pretty much every Saturday for all your time, right? Eight years, yeah. Uh, and we're not, I'm not sure how we pulled that off. I think I told you, well, people love you on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I think that was what sold it for me when I first started. You know, was uh, you know everybody's got football games on Friday, so if you want to get more clients, Saturday is the day to do it. Yeah, there you go. And um, there's not going to be anybody who can uh, – replace you we've you know i've looked at it and i'm like nobody can do everything dave can do <laughs> of course we'll break up your role and and different people will absorb different things but um no i just want to say um thank you for what you've meant to the business and um to me personally uh you're more than a co-worker you're a great friend and um for that i'm deeply grateful and uh, without being too sappy, I mean, really forever indebted for how you have helped us really springboard this experiment of sports performance in a healthcare culture. I think you 
were the perfect catalyst to get us to where we are um, today. And I think, like you said, this is a great point for you um, to bow out in a way that honors us and sets us up for success, but also propels you on your journey of um, education and really impacting more people in a broader way. Thank you, Corey. And honestly, I gotta say it's been my pleasure and uh, thank you for taking the chance on that nerdy little uh, <laughs> senior in college coming in with uh, polo and khakis. Probably khakis that didn't even really fit very well. I wasn't, my fashion sense wasn't great back then. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our wives help us a lot, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks again, buddy, and thank you to all the listeners, guys. Um, this podcast, even though Dave will be gone, it will continue, um, at least with me, hopefully a new person. We're figuring that out. But until next time, you already know it. Stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.